0: Hey, I'm Adi.
1: And I'm Savannah, and we're The Politos.
0: We are here talking about simplifying our life, growing and loving our family, and learning about the world.
1: And today we have a very special interview. Yeah. So, welcome to this episode.
0: Yeah, welcome.
1: Welcome back to The Politos Podcast. Today is a, like I said, a very special episode um and one
0: that we what oh sorry
1: i know what we're gonna say
0: and one that you're not in really because
1: i know i was gonna say one that we've been talking about for a long time thinking about doing for a long time but i am mostly not in it
0: yeah this is the only part you're gonna be in
1: yeah this is the only time you're gonna hear my voice today (laughs) uh so enjoy it no just kidding
0: yeah so i interview someone and
1: yes so in this episode um well really quickly a little prelude to this so um one of our earliest episodes Mm -hmm. was 80 questions with an 80 year old and that was an interview with my grandma where we got to sit down with her and ask her questions about her life and um so we wanted to do a second part sort of a sequel to that Mm -hmm. um and so you got to sit down with um her husband grandpa bill yeah and ask him questions about his life. And yeah. he has had a very um, eventful, interesting, and just fascinating life. And he actually turned 90 this year. Yeah. Um. And so a couple months ago, we had a celebration for him turning 90. And part of that celebration was our family just sitting down and listening to him tell stories about his life. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them we had heard before. Some of them were brand new to us. And um, that's not what this episode is, but (laughs) that um, we did actually get that recorded. And so that's something really cool for our family to have. And so I think in this episode, you sat down and you kind of asked him different questions. Um, You guys got into lots of different things about work and the meaning of life and um yeah so
0: that was very good
1: yeah so i actually as we're recording this i haven't even heard it yet
0: (laughs) yeah yeah. so
1: uh you guys can listen to it along with me yeah and um enjoy i'm excited to to hear everything that he has to say
0: yeah so without any further ado let's get down to the nitty-gritty So today, I have, today's finally the day that I get to uh, interview Bill, and I'm very excited. The man, the myth, the legend. (laughs) I thought about this uh, podcast episode for maybe like two years or so, and I finally got the courage to ask you like a couple months ago on your 90th uh, birthday party, and I was like, I'm going to finally ask you, and if if I get a no, it's a no, but hopefully it's a yes, and here we are, so... Um, How are you doing today? Uh, actually, pretty good. It's been a nice day so far. Nice, nice. So, I thought your name was Bill,
2: and before we started recording, you said William yeah. Schultz. It's William Edward Schultz is the whole thing, Okay, but everybody calls me Bill.
0: <laughs> Real, okay, is that the nickname for something? For William, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Well, I learned something new so far. <laughs> Already. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I have some questions about just want to talk about your life. And to me, I I think you're one of the what was it, like, top three most interesting pers- people that I've met in real life. Like uh, maybe top two. Like I, I'm thinking my dad, you, yeah. and that's it so far. And that's because you have lived so many like lives in one and 90 years of life is 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 awesome and like i mentioned earlier we we had a a, a birthday celebration for you a couple months ago for your birthday for the 90th birthday and um so i just want to kind of explore your your life and uh with some questions and see how far we get but um if you don't mind um so you are recently retired, or not recently retired, but you've been retired for
2: how long now? Since 86. 86, okay. Now, now how is that so far? Actually, uh, it was kind of hard to get used to, but I'm, I'm, I'm really satisfied now. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, just a different way of life. Yeah. And uh, I miss all my friends at work, of course, but yeah. uh, you know, I'm trying to make new ones. <laughs>
0: yeah, Nice. Yeah. That's good. Um, have you gotten your kind of uh, routine set now that you've, with all these years of being retired? Like, do you have like a kind of a, a routine or kind of like what, what is it that, that, you, that you kind of do like day by day? Or
2: Well, you know, um, about 25 years ago, I got interested in tennis. Oh, okay. And so tennis just became a, a part of my life. Yeah. And when I retired, it was still there. Mm-hmm. And uh but then COVID came along yeah. and uh uh the wife and I both had it. Yeah. And uh and then I had a stroke on the tennis court. Mm-hmm. And uh I thought I was done. Yeah. Uh but it uh it all worked out and so I play 3 times a week now and uh, against guys in their 50s and 60s. Yeah, <laughs> some 70s. Uh but it's uh I play 3 times a week. Uh-huh. and uh the, the doctor said that that was okay. Okay. So uh I'm doing fine and there's a big tournament coming up uh Northern California versus Southern California. Uh uh-huh. uh 50 and over uh players. Oh, okay. And there's usually about 100, 140 guys show up for that. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's wow. it's been down in uh, Modesto, yeah. uh, but now they're moving it to Berkeley. So it'll be in Berkeley. Oh, okay. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but uh, since I'm 90, it's kind of hard to find people to play yeah. at my age group. So I told them the other day, I'll play down as far as you want me to play. It, it mm. makes no difference to me. I'm playing with them <laughs> now, so
3: yeah, that's uh, true.
2: But it's become kind of like a little way of life in retirement. Um, yeah, I don't know how long I'm going to be able to keep it up, but uh, it's it's fine the way it is. Yeah, and uh, my wife puts up with me, and that's <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing. Awesome! <laughs> wow!
0: So twenty-five years now of tennis. Um, that is cool. So, what was there like an event or like a, something that that got you interested in, in tennis?
2: Well, you know, growing up, uh, uh, like most kids, uh, you know, I I was very good at baseball and uh-huh. football, and I was a little short for basketball. Okay. So I didn't play a whole lot of basketball, and I didn't play tennis. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Frankly, I thought tennis was a sissy sport <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> back when I was a kid. So yeah. it's a wonderful way of life. Um, I don't want to try to play softball or anything like that again. Yeah. Uh, I got hurt too many times uh-huh. in, in my 60s and 70s. And finally, it was a uh, time to pick another sport. And tennis happened to be it. And uh, so I really enjoyed it. Nice. OK. Yeah.
0: That's good. Yeah, I've. Played, like maybe once or twice with you and uh yeah i i realized like i gotta like stay in better shape like to just do things like i, I recently realized like i want to be very active around like my kid and um when they're very young it's, they're super energetic and stuff and uh so i'm like i really gotta you know focus on that To stay active with with them and stuff, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I play with you. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like you're just on it. (laughs) And and that's pretty cool. Like what's, I'm sure you get this question a lot, but like, what's your quote unquote secret to staying young at 90? Like what's, what what, what is it about that?
2: Well, you know, um, there's a lot involved. Uh, Mm -hmm. it's, it's like, uh, I've been retired almost four years now. Um, and, uh, but I still go to the gym every morning. Mm-hmm. I don't miss it. I walk five to ten miles a day. Mm-hmm. Um, I use a lot of the equipment in the gym. Um, yeah. In fact, uh, the grandson, Josiah, Yeah. he's got a lot of his equipment now out in the garage, and I've That's got right. him to walking. He walks... He walks a lot better and a lot longer than I do, but, but, but he enjoys it Yeah, and, uh, and it'll be good for him in the long run. Totally. So, yeah. Nice. Well,
0: that's awesome. Um, yeah, you've been doing this for a while, just like the, the walking, you know, five to 10 miles yeah. uh, uh, per day. It's, that's crazy, but, uh, it's, you do it. And so it's like doable. Right. And, um, so that's, that's very awesome too. Yeah to uh see you do that You mentioned that you were um that that you retired um but I I want to know like what jobs careers did you did you do in when, when you were working you
2: got, you got time? I do. I I got time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, me. Well, uh you know, like like most uh young kids, I had a few Uh, spare time jobs I grew up in Grass Valley yeah and uh, I had a few spare time jobs in a chicken ranch uh, cleaning up and everything like that when I was in school yeah and and then I retired I when I graduated from high school I could either go to college or go into service Um, Mm -hmm. my dad was a 30-year Navy man Mm mm-hmm and so my whole growing up period was spent around the Navy. So yeah. I graduated on June 12th, and on June 18th, I was in San Diego in boot camp. Oh, okay. So the, the Navy is, was my life mm-hmm. uh, for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I got out of it, I was an air traffic controller mm-hmm. in the Navy and also uh, an aviation mechanic before, okay. I, before I changed. To air traffic control mm-hmm. um and when i retired from the navy um i i had arranged with a bank uh to go into their management course yeah and uh i thought that would be interesting mm-hmm. but uh it turned out that the the bank molo bank yeah. uh, was a small bank mm-hmm. uh but um Uh, They went through some bad times right when I got out of the Navy, Mm -hmm. and they had promised me a job. Well, they just couldn't do it. Yeah. And so I came over to Placerville, Uh and they got me a uh, job as as the driver. Gotcha. Okay. So what I did was 2 a.m. every morning. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) I'd go to their data processing center, pick up a load, and go all the way over to Twain Hart. Uh Uh-huh. And... Deadhead at Twain Art from uh, about noontime until 3 p.m. Uh-huh. And then start the route back, and there was five branches of banks. Wow. And I would stop at each branch and pick up their paperwork. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't have computers and all that stuff at the time. Yeah. Out from the main bank. Uh-huh. And so, um, uh, you know, life is a very strange thing Mm -hmm. things happen that you don't even know why right uh and so i i was at the bank and uh it just so happened that the bank it manager Mm -hmm. got into some trouble at the bank okay and so they they ended up calling me down to uh the bank president Mm -hmm. and he he told me what had happened, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I said, oh, that's too bad, because I said, he and I are very good friends. Uh-huh. And he says, Bill, uh, I've got something for you, but you have to do it. And I says, well, what's that? Uh-huh. And he says, we're going to fire this young man, mm-hmm. but you have to go up and tell him mm-hmm. that he's fired and escort him out of his office and out of the bank. Wow. And take all his stuff with him. Oh, man. And he says, and then guess what? You're going to be the manager of the IT department. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, I says, I really appreciate that. But I said, this yeah. guy is a really good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. He says, Bill, it's up to you. And so I went back and I talked with him. And he understood. He knew, he knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. He knew he had messed up. Okay. And uh, so, I got all his stuff together, escorted him out of the bank, mm-hmm. and became the data processing manager now. Like I say, life life has strange happenings. And uh, the bank sent me to Arizona to this uh, meeting of bank managers from all over. Mm-hmm. And this one guy got up and talked about, he had a small computer system, From mm-hmm. he was a teacher At Indiana University, yeah, and he he was an IT specialist. Mm -hmm. Well, he had built this small system, Mm -hmm. had about I think he had about five uh, computer uh, models, okay, and he had them all set up around this room. And guess what? Yeah, you don't have to travel anymore to pick up paper and all of this. You you do it all online, like we do now, right? Okay, but he was the first one to do it. Oh wow. Uh, on the west coast yeah he was the first one to do it and so i listened to him and as the it manager i was Mm -hmm. really interested Mm -hmm. and i went back and i i told the the bank manager i says you know i told him what i saw yeah and he says well what do you think about it and i says i I think you guys ought to listen to it Mm -hmm. i says it might be something you might be interested in so i called him on the phone And he said he'd be out next week, Mm -hmm. the following week. So he flew out, brought his whole system with him. Yeah. Set it all up at the bank. And people were amazed. Wow. They were absolutely amazed. I mean, this was back in 1970. What was it? 71. Wow. Okay. And, uh, anyway, to make a long, long story short, Mm -hmm. uh, the bank decided to go with it. Mm-hmm. And so I hired him. Uh, he installed it all himself. Uh-huh. And and some of the people in the, bank, in the bank said, you can't do it down Highway 49 because all of the telephone lines are iron. Oh. And computers and iron don't mix. And he said, you're wrong. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they all looked at him and they really thought they were right, because that's mm-hmm. all they'd ever heard. Mm-hmm. And he said, nope. And he installed them all. Wow. And they worked. And uh, and it was just super. And then the bank went out of business about two years later.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, they didn't go out of business so much as they were bought out by Bank of America. Oh, so, okay. So anyway... Uh, <laughs> they wanted me to go down to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. The Bank of America did, mm-hmm. and take care of their system. And I flew down there and went up on a twenty-first floor of their bank building. Yeah. And when the elevator opened on the twenty-first floor, all it was was tape drives. Oh, okay. Complete. Ta- I mean, I, hundreds of them. Yeah. And he says, "You'll be in charge of this." You know. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, I don't think so." number one i didn't want to move to los angeles yeah i wasn't going to do that yeah and number two that looked like a dead-end job so did it okay so i came back and i went to work for the county Mm -hmm. and um you know i i i went to work uh at the recorder clerk's office Mm -hmm. and just taking care of paperwork and stuff worked there uh, for quite a while Mm -hmm. about four years Mm -hmm. and uh, and then I get a call one day and it's from the guy that I got set up with the computer system yeah and he said Bill he says I want you to come to work for me I says I'm opening up a big business down in Sacramento Uh and I said nah I don't think so and (laughs) he came up to the house the next day yeah and the wife and I sat there and listened to everything he had to say Mm -hmm. and it was hard to turn down okay Uh, but I still said I don't think so, Bob. I says I just I don't think I can do that. Uh-huh. And he says, "What can I do to make you come to work for me?" He says, "I want you to be my assistant manager." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, I said number one, if I'm in Sacramento, I'm going to need a car." Uh-huh. I says, "I got one, but I'm not going to go down there." I mean, this is back in the '70s, so you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he says, "I'll get you a car, mm-hmm. no problem." Mm-hmm. And I says, well, what kind of salary? And he told me the salary, and (laughs) it was quite a bit more (laughs) than I was making. Uh And uh, so anyway, make a longer story short, uh, I took the job. Okay. And I worked for him for 10 years, and then he went out of business. I came back to the county, Mm -hmm. went to work for the recorder clerk again, Mm -hmm. just as a paperwork type of job. Mm -hmm. And the lady that was in charge... Mm -hmm had been in charge for like 12 years or something Uh and so i'd worked for her before and she wanted to retire and Uh she called me into her office one day and said bill i want you to run for my position it was an elected position Uh and i said i don't i don't i don't know anything about that yeah and she said no you'll do fine (laughs) and i said well okay so i went ahead and tried and i won Okay. I, I I I came in. There were two of us uh, mm-hmm. that won the primary, so yeah. we had to go to the regular uh, vote. Oh, okay. And I won that. Nice. So yeah. I got reelected six times. So that's twenty-four years. So that's how long I was in office. Uh, but all through that time with the county, I held jobs with. Uh, I ran the entire printing department. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was a purchasing agent. I was Mm -hmm. a sheriff's administrative assistant. I was in charge of the Lake Tahoe, Georgetown, and Placerville airports for two years um, because of my air traffic control background. Nice. And uh, I was the recorder, the clerk, the registrar of voters, and Department of Veterans Affairs director. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, for the last five or six years that I, that I was uh, in office. Okay. And so that's, uh, that's a life history of uh, what I did.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah, a lot of jobs, for sure. And then um, I know at the uh, 90th uh, birthday celebration, you um, had time to, to talk tell stories and stuff. And one of the things that you didn't mention here was that you uh, worked in the... Um, taxidermy right oh like, yeah doing that and like stuffing frogs and all that
2: yeah
0: and, yeah uh, um
2: that was that was a, that was a fun time in my life <laughs> uh that was when i was uh between between 13 and 15 somewhere around there oh gotcha uh and that was in new hampshire yeah um and uh um, i lived near this river and i would go down to the river and there were muskrats in the river and uh, and I got some traps, and I yeah. trapped them
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I sold them to Sears Roebuck. Uh-huh. I lived in a very small town, maybe five six hundred people okay and uh but that was something to do and I was a boy scout, and you know we did things like that yeah. so uh and then uh this this old man down at the grocery store one day mentioned to me. You know, why don't you take up taxidermy? He says you get all of these things and you just skin them and send the skins yeah. off to uh, Sears Roebuck. He says, but you could you could do this. Yeah. And I, so I said okay. I went to the <laughs> library and got a book on taxidermy. Oh, okay. And became a, a taxidermy. I never That's did awesome. anything real big, you know, like a deer or anything like gotcha. that. Yeah. But birds and squirrels and. Uh, Wow! And like I told you guys before, uh-huh. um, frogs were <laughs> yeah. frogs were the funniest thing that I could come up with. Mm-hmm. It, it was really great. It was that a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, and then you you uh, it would include like a, a instrument, right? Like a guitar oh, yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's so funny. I would never be able to do that just because I get freaked out with like you know even like rats and stuff crawling around the house and stuff but uh that that is awesome that you did that. Yeah. Yeah, um I have two two questions here. Um mm-hmm. you mentioned boy scouts, I'll come back to that, but kind of going back to your jobs that you did and the career and everything the careers that you had with the military and with you know with um working here in like Sacramento and everything. This one thing that um like I has struggled with like um in uh, i think it's still my 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 today um like in college when you go and you know try to like set yourself with like a major um to essentially like have a career out of it and everything and the question would always come back to me of like what do what's like my purpose in life what do i want to do in my life and um with like a job the career that I'll have like how could I what what's like my purpose here like what am I supposed to do and I would always just not really I was never able to a- answer that question cuz I was like maybe I'm supposed to do this and focus on sociology and get a major here and like maybe help people in need and and all that stuff by being a sociologist that didn't pan out and so I was like oh well, maybe you know my purpose is this and that and stuff um like and so I haven't really had like a like a oh here's like what I want to do in life and this this is like you know uh, as a young kid I've talked about this before on, the, on on previous episodes about like wanting to become a cop. That's something that I, as a kid, I was like, I really took a, a look around my, the Salinas Valley and, you know, and, and my city community neighborhood. And I'm like, I want to become a cop to come back here and make a, the city a better place. And and so um, essentially I, I f- pursued a sociology degree because... Um, there was some stuff about like society that I enjoyed learning about. And so that was really cool, but I never came back to that whole, like the, that career becoming a cop. But I was, I was wondering maybe you could do that or be an investigator or something like that, but I never worked out. Um And so question to you, have you ever kind of had that question in mind, like at a young age or even in like your twenties, thirties of like, like what do I want to do in life?
2: Well, you know, it's a, uh It may be hard to believe, but uh, since I was a Navy family my whole life, when I graduated from high school, uh, like I say, I could either go to college or go in the Navy. Mm -hmm. And I went in the Navy because what I really wanted to do Mm -hmm. was to be a flight engineer. Okay. In order to be a flight engineer, an enlisted flight engineer, Mm -hmm. uh, you, you had to be a aircraft mechanic Mm -hmm. almost Mm -hmm. um probably you could get by if you were an electrician or something but aircraft mechanic most of the flight engineers that's what they were Mm -hmm. and so um when i went to boot camp um you know i was 18 yeah i was in a company of 200 and something kids yeah and most of them knew nothing about the military mm-hmm. me I knew everything about the military, yeah, and I always wanted to do it mm-hmm. and so uh we went through uh the chief in charge of us uh, immediately must have noticed that I knew what the heck I was doing yeah and uh so he made me his yeoman okay uh and uh and I made out all the reports and all this kind of stuff for all these guys Mm
3: -hmm.
2: well also you had to take tests i took the tests i scored really well in the test Mm -hmm. and so i became honor man at the company when we graduated yeah and uh my mom come down and we had a big celebration and all that kind of stuff but the big thing about being selected as honor man was Mm -hmm. you got to also select what school you wanted to go to okay and so I wanted to go to aircraft mechanic school mm-hmm. because I wanted to be a flight engineer. That mm-hmm. was that was my goal. Yeah. And so I went back to Norman, Oklahoma. Went went to the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, took almost a year, but I graduated at the top of the class. Nice. Okay. So they said, "Well, you get your choice of duty station." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Okay, Monterey, California." Mm-hmm. So I went to Monterey. Yeah. I was there three years. Um Monterey had, um, uh, we had about 30 um, single-engine aircraft mm-hmm. um, uh, that uh, the, all the pilots that were going to school down at the Naval Postgraduate School in Monterey, mm-hmm. okay, they could come up to the Naval Air Station and get their flight time in. Yeah. That's what we did. Yeah. Well, then I found out that they had PBYs. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh which is, was a big aircraft in World War Two. Oh, okay. Uh, because it could land in the water, take oh. off, put the wheels down, and go up on the uh, cement surface. Oh wow! Um, it was takes a flight engineer. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I I finally got I it's hard to say, but anyway, I went through a lot of things and I got transferred to the PBY line. Okay. And this chief kind of took a liking to me and he taught me everything I ever knew about being a flight engineer on a PBY. Mm -hmm. And and so that's what I did for three years there uh, at Monterey. And we would take the PBYs. And we would take the, uh, some of the guys, some of the officers going to that postgraduate school Mm -hmm. in Monterey were uh, weather uh, officers. Yeah. And so we would take them up and we had all this weather apparatus out on the wings of the aircraft. Mm -hmm. And we would fly up into the, into the mountains, Mm -hmm. South Lake Tahoe, all around. Mm -hmm. And these guys would do their thing. But that's what we did. Yeah. Uh, We supported them. Well, then I got transferred to uh, Whidbey Island, Washington, and I got uh, stationed into VP Two, mm-hmm. which was which was a, a great squadron. Uh, it was a it was a bomber, mm-hmm. a fighter bomber, and uh, we were getting ready to go to Korea,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and so we were we were getting ready to go up to Alaska for training mm-hmm. to get ready to go to Korea, mm-hmm. and uh, and I. Finally became a flight engineer on a P2V. Okay. And which was another thing that I was really happy with. Mm-hmm. Then I got transferred to Hawaii. hmm And Hawaii <laughs> had C-121 aircraft, mm-hmm. uh, which was the big aircraft at that time. Okay. Anyway, make long story short, I became a flight engineer on C-121s. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was kind of like the highlight of my career as far as that was concerned. Okay. Um, and then I got transferred down to Corpus Christi, Texas, mm-hmm. and they had no openings for flight engineers. Mm-hmm. They had all single engine aircraft. Mm-hmm. I stuck with that for about a year and a half. I was the lead mechanic and everything, but uh, I was, uh, I think I told you guys this story, mm-hmm. but. I was working on this aircraft in February down in Texas. It was snowing. It was cold. Wow. This wow. aircraft had a rough running engine and it was a A1 Sky Raider mm-hmm. and it pulled into the airport where we were and parked down in front of the control tower. Mm-hmm. And so I went out and I opened up the cowling, had to get all the ladders and everything in which place. And... Tried to find out what's wrong with this guy's engine. Mm -hmm. Well, in the process, I see that one of the spark plugs is broken. Okay. So I have to replace the spark plugs. Mm -hmm. In the process of replacing the spark plug, it was cold, it was icy, and my wrench slipped and my hand went across the top of the fins on the cylinders. Yeah. and, And just laid my hand wide open. Oh, my gosh. But guess what? It was so cold... Yeah. It just stayed there. The oh. blood, just, blood just stayed there. Oh, my gosh. So I'm looking at my hand, and I looked up in the air, and we were right underneath the control tower.
3: Uh-huh, uh-huh.
2: And here's this guy standing up there. Yeah. Pressed dungarees, a cup of coffee in his hand, <laughs> and he waves at me. Uh-huh. And I said, that's the job I want. Really? And I made up my mind right there. Well, my division officer yeah. didn't, didn't want to lose me, yeah. Because I was his favorite mechanic. Yeah. And he would not give me transfer papers. Oh. Uh-huh. And so <laughs> he, he <laughs> left to go to Washington on something. Yeah. And his assistant took over. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew I wanted to get transferred to be an air traffic controller. Yeah. And he would not sign, my division officer would yeah. not sign the papers. His assistant signed my papers. Oh, wow, okay. I nice. went up to the personnel office, gave them the papers. Mm-hmm. The whole base knew about it, so they were waiting. Mm-hmm. And I left for training for air traffic control in two weeks. Wow. And, uh, and you know, <laughs> so I spent the next 12 years mm-hmm. uh, in, as an air traffic controller, and I I became a ground control approach controller, and, Um it was just a, the best job I ever had in my life.
0: That's awesome. And, yeah, yeah. I think at the beginning of the podcast you said that, uh, like, just things have a way of working out, right? Yeah. And, and that that is awesome that you just look up and see. Oh, like, that was something. <laughs> that, is, that was something. That is awesome. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen some, um, like, just footage of people having that job of air, air, traffic, air traffic control. And it, it seems like, like. Man, you just have to, like, be on it, right?
2: Oh, it, it's, it's a wonderful experience. Yeah. I mean, you get, you get into situations that you just can't believe. Right. And you're the one to make it, making the decisions. Yeah. Uh, oh, you my know, gosh. They, they talk about air traffic controllers uh, having a, a really tough job, and it is a tough job. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to be on the ball all the time. Wow. You, you cannot rest yeah uh, but it's also the most exciting job you' yeah, ever
0: have <laughs> i bet yeah it's like you're paying in a way like tetris live like with you know with like planes and you just have to figure it out like they're yep. you know one's landing and i bet right um that is that is awesome um i recently two episodes ago we um well yesterday we recorded um my time at the working at an airport and uh so the, that's already been out now um Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, so I got to work on the ramp and like, got to, you know, like be there inside the planes and like first time entering the plane, I'm like, this is crazy. Like I'm allowed to enter here. Like I'm allowed to go and clean like the, where they sleep, the pilot sleep. And so that was really cool. Like it was really awesome. And so, um, that was something else too. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, that that's good. Um now going back to boy scouts. Um Oh yeah. I've always said that like I wished I, I wish I was like in, I was involved in that when I was a kid. I think that um that would have learned so many things about like just how to swim for one, right? But um <laughs> one question I have is from your time um being uh being being a boy scout, is there something that you now are like still use or apply today because of Boy Scouts?
2: Well, you know, um, I'm glad you asked that because, mm-hmm. uh, I became an Eagle Scout. Okay. Um, and when I joined the, uh, our local Lions Club, mm-hmm. uh, I became the Scout, uh, representative from the Lions Club, uh-huh. uh, to this troop in Placerville. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was one of the most satisfying things that I've been able to do mm-hmm. was to help the scouts um, uh, in what they were doing uh, around Placerville. Nice. And um, uh, it, I love scouting. Uh, yeah. I went to, I went to camp uh, on the East Coast mm-hmm. uh, in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. I went to camp there, and then when I came out here to California. And May Eagle Scout, I went up to, um, uh, there's a camp up on Highway 80, Mm -hmm. and uh, it was just the best time I've ever had. Yeah. I volunteered, and I worked three months up at the camp during the summer, and uh, it it was just, it was just great. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Scouting was, uh, scouting was one of the best things that ever happened to me as a a kid. Yeah. Um, It it's set ways that I use through life. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, you can look back and say, well, I, I learned this. Can I apply it here? Sure. Wow. You know, it works. Yeah. So, yeah, that it was great.
0: That's good. Yeah. That's something that I, I'm considering like once our, our baby is uh like old enough to do something like that. I'm like, I think that'd be really cool. Um, yeah, I almost picked up this. Um, I think it was like 2006 Boy Scout like guide or manual. Like it, mm-hmm. I like just quickly glanced at it. and I'm like, oh, it looks pretty cool. Like it is crazy how like it says like you know teaches you how to use stuff like how to use the compass, how to how to uh, set up your own flotation device. You know, out of just using your clothes and stuff. I'm yeah. like,
2: whoa, this is really cool. So that is awesome. Well, you know, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because. Mm. Um, that's one thing about scouting is, uh, family takes a big part of it. Oh, really? And usually the dad, uh, uh, there's moms also. Yeah. And always has been. Uh, but the dads that, that enter into it, I think they get enough out of it that they stay with it. Oh, okay. As long as their boy is in scouting. Yeah. They're there. Wow, yeah. that
0: that's really cool. I didn't know that. Yeah,
2: you know, you you would notice the difference in your life. Gotcha. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I have to I have to think about that for yep. sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. And because he'll he'll start in Cub Scouts. Okay. Uh-huh. That's that's where he'll start, and that's where you'll start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's
0: cool. Nice. I didn't know I could join as a as an adult. Yeah. That's, that's cool. So I asked you kind of like, you know, uh, the question of your purpose in life and stuff. And, um, do you have your kind of set definition of, um, you know, there's the kind of the, the cliche, like question of like, like what's the meaning of life? Like, do you have kind of like a, um, your, have you ever thought about that question? Do you have like kind of your own personalized answer to, to like, you know, your meaning of life?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I kind of realized uh, early in life, uh, once I got into leadership positions with, within the Navy, mm-hmm. and then that transferred right over into government work, Yeah, uh, is that number one, uh, you take care of people mm-hmm. that you work with. That's mm-hmm. got to be your primary goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you take care of them they'll take care of you mm-hmm. and they'll take care of the public. Mm-hmm. And so um it, you know you you can be there's all kinds of bosses. Yeah. Um and everybody has a different method yeah uh, of working. But my method was uh I was always there to help mm-hmm. whoever worked for me. Mm-hmm. Uh and and like I say now that I'm retired, I miss those folks so much. Yeah. Um, but that's just the way it is. That's life. And, uh, um, you know, as you go on, uh, older, uh, I find things that I can help with here and there with different organizations around here. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, uh, if you lead your life a certain way, it'll continue that way. Mm-hmm. And. If it's good for you, great. Well, yeah. If it's not, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's good.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you. Yeah, I'm glad you answered that. Um, thank you, because um, these questions I, I thought about, you know, and for years, and it's something that I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know, like what's like my meaning or purpose and stuff. But uh, as I'm like, kind of um, focusing on, like, with like, having a family and everything, I'm like slowly understanding that, and like, you know, one thing. Um, like there are certain things that happen in life. I'm like, this is cool. Like you know, now we're like, you know, married, and and then now we're like living, like out of state, out of California, and then like you know, having like foster kids and stuff. Like there's so many things that happen in life. Where I'm like, yeah, this is cool. I'm slowly kind of understanding like that. I like really do love appreciate. Like I do love having just family taking care of them and um and all that, and so. So yeah, there's one right now just crying right yep. now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um but uh yeah, which is awesome, you know, and there's also some like struggles with that too, challenges and like and hardships and stuff. But um yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah. Um, um would you what would you say to like what some of those things that you have learned in life that like like, I guess some advice you would give to, like, maybe a younger self, like, y- your younger self or, like, to a younger person, like, do you have any certain things they kind of learned of, like, here's not what to do or here's what to do? Um, I know it's a kind of broad, general, like, question, but uh, there's some stuff that kind of comes to mind.
2: Yeah, um, you know, uh, well, it's just like uh, when I was a mechanic, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh uh, you know I, I learned the job uh and then I tr- pass it on to the younger people that mm-hmm. are also mechanics, but they don't know the job yet, yeah, and so you try to pass that on to them uh, and the biggest joy in life is to see somebody able to apply themselves mm-hmm. like they never thought they were going to be able to, yeah, and they are so proud of themselves Mm. and uh, you know not uh, not in a way that makes them unlikable Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but just personally yeah they they are so proud of themselves that they're able to do something and as a leader if you build on that Mm -hmm. man you're building something that's really good
0: (laughs) that's awesome yeah
2: yeah and you can apply that I found with all the different jobs I've had in my life, mm-hmm. if you apply that same rule in every job, you're going to find out that you're better and better.
0: That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I think that uh that's good to like to to speak about you know to like pass on like your knowledge and your skills and all that stuff to the younger generation, the the people below you like your your members if you're like group or whatever it is whether it's at work or outside of work and so I think that's
2: that's good and you you know the big thing is you've got to remember that uh, people work better uh, when they have uh, somebody telling them you're doing a pretty good job Mm -hmm. you know and Lots of leaders don't like to do that for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I found that that helps very much. in mm-hmm. not only with your interpersonal relations, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just a job. It's in daily life. Yeah. You know, you got to pay attention to people and give credit where credit's due. Yeah. That's good. Yeah.
0: I want to talk about if you have any, like, maybe top three, top five uh, accomplishments in your life so far that you say, like, man, boy, like, I think you mentioned one or two already. But um, to kind of highlight them, if you kind of look back at at uh, your career, your life in general, like, is there any kind of top five things that you like, man, I, I'm really, like, happy that I did this or this happened to me?
2: Yeah, well. Of course, you know, the military takes up a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, as an air traffic controller, I was in a lot of difficult situations Mm -hmm. and uh, came out of them okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, as a flight engineer, we had problems that would come up. Um, Luckily, I was able to handle them. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... You know, as I progress through public life yeah um you know there they're just there's certain things that that make you proud of what you do because it helps other people mm-hmm. It's not just necessarily you
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know that's that's really not the thing yeah it's you can look around and say, "Wow, it worked yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, yeah, yeah.
0: So. That that's cool yeah that that's cool that too to just build people up and like have that uh trust and like hey you know it's not gonna be just me but yeah pass it on to you yep that's good yeah that's awesome so um i think we're kind of running out of time but i want to um before we head out um yeah, I knew this was gonna go pretty fast, so I'm um, <laughs> so trying to make sure that, you know I got like some questions and stuff. There's more questions and stuff I'll have, but uh, maybe maybe in a different time we will meet up into this again. Uh, but uh, um, I want to make sure that like i I want to give you your flowers, you know, and and like just um just talk about you um a little bit more for a bit here and just uh first i want to thank you for doing this and agreeing to do this with me i really do uh, honor your time and appreciate that um and it's really cool to just hear all these stories and um about your life you know and and what you've done and stuff and there's a lot more for sure out of things that you've done and stuff um that you haven't mentioned here but um i i I really like i said at the beginning like you're one of the top like two like just most interesting people i've met and there's like a lot of mystery behind that because there's like there's some stuff that um that i don't know about you and and i want to explore and like just you know through like meetups and stuff um uh you know i am interested and uh and and the stories i've heard i'm like what like (laughs) a couple of stories i wrote down is like there is um like, your uncle worked for, for uh, Walt Disney and stuff, which we shared multiple times. And that was, every time he said it, I'm like, this is cool. Like, and, and then, was there another one about, like, the Titanic ship? Like, does that ring a bell?
2: Well, no, just the Enterprise. That, that uh, When I was aboard the Enterprise, uh, there were so many things. You know, the big explosion we had... I killed twenty nine guys, and mm-hmm. uh, that's the most mm-hmm. terrible experience I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, other than that, you know, four years in Vietnam, mm-hmm. um, going into Da Nang, and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, just uh, just going all around the world in the Navy. I, yeah, I, you know, I. It was the most satisfying thing I could have done. And uh, I'm happy the way it turned out.
0: (laughs) Which was what again?
2: What Are you referring to like
0: uh, serving? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's... Every time we just, you know, see each other, you are always constant like even if you're having a bad day or you know or you're having the best day like you are always the same and I think that's um, hard to find and it's like something that's really cool like when we're thinking about our kids and stuff like we want to have people in their lives like adults in-, in their lives that are like that they're just like always you know you can always count on them because they're always going to like treat you the same way they 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 treat you and and you're always kind. And, um, you know, and, and, uh, and I I appreciate that. And so, um, yeah, so, uh, it's, it's really cool. Like there's, um, more to explore about you and, um, (laughs) you know, to, to, uh, be here with you and stuff and talk about it about your life is pretty cool. And, uh, and yeah, I mean like 90 years, it's like you're, like just young in spirit and mind <laughs> and everything. And so, and physically too. So it's really cool to uh, to uh like talk to you about all this stuff. Before we head out, is there any kind of like maybe a funny story that you have or you want to end on or uh some maybe uh, good advice that you've heard, some fatherly advice that you have heard that you like stuck with it or like a slogan? You're like, this is something that I carried on for years and I like it. I want people to like, I want a gift. Gift to people, to the listeners.
2: Well, uh, I think I've already mentioned it, but uh, uh, you know, one of the one of the big things I think in life um, is we all have to work, Mm -hmm. um, and one of the big things in life also is you want to be a leader. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and And the way to be a leader is to treat people the way you would like to be treated. Now, I know that's like an old saying, you know, everybody knows that. But it's true. And Mm -hmm. uh, I saw it happen time after time in the Mm -hmm. different jobs and things that I've done in my life. Um, If you... If you treat people with the respect that they deserve, you'll never have a problem with them mm-hmm. ever. And mm-hmm. you'll be much more satisfied with your own life yeah. because if you do that with people you work with, hopefully you do that with your family. Mm-hmm. So, so that's that's a big thing in life. You know? mm-hmm. you've, you've got to take care one way or another of your family and the people you work with and guess what they'll take care of you Mm -hmm. you may not know it but they will
0: (laughs) that's good that's good one bonus question i have is what would you want people to say about you like kind of looking back at your like legacy and your like life and just you as the individual what what do you
2: think well I guess number one was that I was willing to help anybody at any time mm-hmm. uh, if I could, and uh, if I couldn't, um, there were you can always find somebody else that can help them, mm-hmm. and and you can keep them on track. Mm-hmm. So um, that that's that's one thing that I think I've been proud of uh, most of my uh, adult life. Mm-hmm. Uh, was being able to to help people in a leadership role. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think that's about it.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Sounds good. Well William Bill Schultz, thank you so much for uh again um uh doing this with me and um yeah it was really awesome. I really do again appreciate all this stuff. Yeah and then um how we normally ended we uh we ended on a quote uh do you have a, like a, a good quote that you like? I know you, you read
2: a lot. <laughs> the biggest thing is uh, to show yourself as somebody that's trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, that if people know that they can trust you, mm-hmm. uh, you're not going to have too many problems in life. And so I think that I, I go with that.
0: Nice. All right. I'll see you next time. Okay, Ari. Thank you. (laughs) Bye.
1: And so that was it. Thank you guys so much for being here, listening, and the biggest thank you to grandpa bill for coming on the podcast and just sharing a little piece of his life with us.
0: Yeah. Biggest shout out.
1: Yeah. So, um, that is it and we will see you next time.